This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. A member of the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're streaming live via Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Bring you the latest in fishing tips, gear reviews with our friend from Payne Outdoors, Chris Payne, as well as some local and regional tournament news. We'll bring you on some special guests to talk kayak fishing. Now, let's join John Rapp, your host. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. On our premiere, live, raw, and unfiltered on the Paddle and Fan podcast page, network page. Really excited about being a part of the new network uh, of shows. Um, really appreciate uh, Brian Schiller bringing me on board. Um, had a little bit of difficulty here because this is, it's a new stream. I'm streaming to their page and not my page. So we are not live on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, so I've got, got some bugs to work out. Um, if you're aware, as you can tell here, guys, um, my setup is not run on StreamYard. It is run here on Streamlabs OBS. So you're going to see a little bit of a different show format and network here. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, being a part of the Paddle and Fin group. Oh, hey, we're getting a phone call here. Oh, hey, check this out, guys. <laughs> oh, wow, it's the pod father himself. Man. What's up, Big Daddy? Hey, man. Welcome to, welcome to the, welcome to the family, brother. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I uh, hope everything worked out well. Uh, 
Uh, I had a little difficulties, but I had to go Facebook only to be able to go to our page here at the Pat on Fan Podcast. So no YouTube, no Facebook or Twitch, but I'm with you, baby. I'm here and live. So I like it, man. Appreciate it. Well, it's good to it's good to have you, your listeners, your followers, man. Uh, we're super jacked. We finally did it. We got you. So we're happy to, that uh, you're here and part of the podcast, man. Well, you know, I always felt like I wasn't worthy and I had to work hard to get my stuff right because I didn't want to come yeah, in. I told and... you for a year straight that <laughs> that wasn't the case. Well, I appreciate you letting me uh, having me on board, man. So I'm going to kick your show into gear and uh, uh, hopefully we, we do you proud. So We love it. We love it, man. Have a good show, man. And uh, again, welcome, brother. Thank we, you, brother. Uh, happy to here, man. Appreciate you, Brian. All right, brother. Be good. All, all right. That was the pod father, Brian Schiller. He is. He gave us a buzz to see what was going on. So, um, hey, while I'm thinking of it, um, okay, let me uh, bring this up here. Um, Brian has, uh, let me see if I can get that back up. He and his guys are affiliated with Waypoint Outdoors TV. So, uh, if you're sitting at home and you're watching this on your cell phone, you don't have to do that. If you got a stream stick, a Roku, a Fire Stick, go to your menu and download the Waypoint app and go to the podcast areas and you will see the Paddle and Fin Network. So, check them out. Anyway, I, I got a good little lineup here for you tonight. I've got uh, one of my regular guests is Chris Payne of Payne Outdoors. And then um, we also, I've had another guy that comes on my show quite a bit. He is a huge stick in the West Virginia area. And for you guys from Paddle and Fin, uh, the followers of that show, the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast is located, or where I'm located at, in, here in West Virginia. I am streaming here via my uh, hotspot. I'm at the Tractor Barn Grill. These folks here are kind enough to let me use their new... Uh, conference center. They're going to have their grand opening on Thursday. Uh, and then they've got weddings and uh, other things booked, lined up for uh, their conference room here. So I really appreciate Steve and Mary uh, offering the room to me. And uh, Taco Tuesday is always pretty pretty awesome too. So anyway, um, I want to dial up my boy Mark Edwards and uh, get him on the show. So let's hang tight. Mark lives out in the country. He's out in the sticks. Um, I know he, I chatted with him a little bit ago to see if he was going to be able to jump on. He should be pulling in the driveway anytime. Looks like we've got him on. Ah, yeah, he's still in the vehicle. Ha <laughs> Hey, Mark, turn your phone to the side, brother. Yeah, I'm going to pull in there. Sun Valley. Oh, okay. Awesome, buddy. Hey, so uh, to let yeah, you... right here, look at this. It's got shade trees here now. It's crazy. <laughs> they weren't even old when they were trees here when I was a kid. <laughs> there probably wasn't, man. They they probably yeah. they when you were a kid, they probably still had dinosaurs running around Sun Valley, man. 
No, I, no, I, I'm thinking about myself. I apologize. So we got Mark Edwards here, guys. If you all don't know who Mark Edwards is, he's he's a stick. Let's do a little quick inter, intro here with his uh, stats. Mark. Mark Edwards, live, raw, and unfiltered. Buddy, you're not on the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. You are on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. So uh, I've joined up with those guys, and they gave me a stream key. We're, we're streaming live with them. So introduce yourself to those folks. I know you've been on their show a couple times over the past couple years, but just introduce yourself and tell everybody what you fish out of and, and, and what you do. So. Yeah, I'm... Um... I really got interested in kayak fishing uh, just because the uh, I'm like really really competitive and uh, anyway so I got into kayak fishing about six years ago five or six years ago and uh, I come from the boat world so I've been fishing for a long time bass fishing tournaments and uh, the stability of my native Titan 12 it's it reminds me more of the bass boat it's really stable i ain't gotta worry about flipping i carry lots of gear um and uh i travel the country fishing uh i haven't fished a hobie yet but i fished all the bass masters this year uh previous years i fished a lot of abf but um i enjoy the competition and going to new lakes and stuff and really really the state i mean I fished a whole lot of new water in West Virginia, and that's that's been fun. Well, one thing that uh, these folks, I would recommend and, and invite you to go look at Mark's Tourney X profile, and you're going to see all the top five finishes because um, I was the managing director of the West Virginia Kayak Anglers over the last four years before Greg cooked over, and when Mark came to our group, he stormed it. Um, he has either finished second two or three times in the Angler of the Year race. He's also finished first in the Southern West Virginia Kayak Anglers Tournament Trail, Mountain State Kayak Anglers Tournament Trails. And um, as you saw earlier with his little bio that I threw up, Mark last year stormed the very first Bass National event, Kayak National event, and uh, was on the stage with the top two. Unfortunately, he was just a, a little bit short and finished second, but still, we were proud of him. He represented our area extremely well. So, Mark, uh, 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 you may have touched base on it, but tell them about what you, you paddle out of again, um, what you carry, and your type of fishing techniques. I've got several different native kayaks. I got a, uh, I got a native Titan 12, and I'm right beside the highway right now, so if you hear stuff going by, it's loud on my end. I don't know how it is on y'all's end, but uh, you sound good, bro. I mainly fish out of the night, the native Titan 12. I fish out of it 90% of the time. But then if I fish a small river or lake, I got a a, a Max Slayer 12.5, and I also got a Slayer uh, 10. That's my first kayak. I still got it, but it's really good for. Uh, it only weighs 62 pounds, and it's you can take it in real remote areas real easy. And Still now, stable. I know you are not one of those guys that just takes one or two fishing poles. So talk about your setup, what you do in the back of that kayak, if you have any room left. Yeah, I, I carry too much gear. <laughs> I push the limits. Uh, I keep, 
trying to add another one or more tackle every time and really it can hurt you in a way but there's been times that it's helped me out because uh, and one of, one of the keys to my success is that I fish the moment I don't get stuck up on what they bit yesterday or the day before or a couple years ago um, I fish every day like it's a practice day so, now I know uh, I know you've talked all. you've talked with us before on the rusty hook and we, we've did some segments on power fishing and finesse fishing and you're normally a power fisherman but your latest successes have come with finesse fishing can you can you talk a little bit more about that and how it's got you right now you know uh, the reason the uh, guys we brought mark on the show is that uh, yesterday when I got home from work uh, Beth came in the house and she threw a paper at me and it was one of those little Bass Nation flyers and so I'm, I'm flying through it and I look in the back on page 22 or 26 or somewhere back in the back I see an article about the Bass uh, Kayak Nation and I'm reading through it and it says Larry Edwards which always throws us off here in West Virginia who is Larry Edwards and then we're like that's Mark but uh, again I, I know I'm rambling a little bit but I mean, I'm, I'm proud of your accomplishments and what, what we saw in the paper. But to get to the second place angler of the year, I think you're only like five points behind first. What techniques have, have you done this year that's been made you so successful? Uh, it's just a variety. I just uh, keep an open mind is really what's what it, what's been my success. Um, because, I mean, we've been everywhere. I mean, that's that's the one thing about this series is they only give us three days to practice, which I really like because yeah. actually everywhere that we've been to has been new to me except Pickwick, which is, is our last tournament. And I don't think any of the other tournaments, that, uh, like Lake Fork, I hadn't been to Lake Fork, uh, Harris Chain, I had never been there, I never fished Florida. And uh, then I never fished uh, Smith Lake, which was our last event. And uh, I was really hoping I could do better at Smith Lake. I've, I've had really good success at uh, Spotted Bass in Alabama. And I, I'd caught, I caught three good fish. I just I lost a few fish at hurt. But, but the versatility is really what's been the key. Because every, every tournament, I've caught them off something different. And then, actually, like, I guess, like, Smith was their last tournament. I think I caught my three big ones on three different baits, three biggest fish. Awesome. So I, I just, because the conditions change all the time. I mean, throughout the day, you know, in the morning, you might have a morning bite, and then once the sun comes up, you know, you got you to gotta start doing something a little different. Well, I know you had that kind of success when we had the flooded tournament on uh, the elk, and you went back into uh, the backwaters of uh, where, where the water the, the water comes into the lake, and you you smashed them back there with a, a spinner bait. So your your techniques you're all, you're not a one uh, technique wizard. You are multifaceted in your approach, and that's probably what makes you so good. Well, that's that's a deal with fishing, man. Um, at Smith, I had a decent practice, and I was catching on a spinnerbait and and a chatterbait also. 
And during the tournament, I caught my first keeper in the first 10 minutes on a spinnerbait. And I thought, I never caught a big fish in practice, but I thought, you know, I'll, I'll get a decent limit and then worry about catching a big one the rest of the day. Well, dude, I didn't get another bite. And it was just, that first keeper was like a 12 inch or 12 and a quarter. And I didn't get another keeper for three hours. And um, uh, I tried docks, but it was early. And the docks got better as the, as the day went on. And um, I kind of messed up. I was going with that dock pattern and kind of hit it too early. You know, it's all time and deal. And I, I hit that a little too early and I wasn't getting bit. And then I'm like, they ain't hitting a spinnerbait neither. And I switched to a chatterbait and lost a really good one. And then I caught, I actually put a trailer hook on a chatterbait, which is, I mean, that's a juicy tip, really. A lot of people don't do that. But whenever they're short striking, it, it helped me out. I caught a 19 something spot. And then I still had another short striker too. So I, I took the same collar. Uh, I made a, uh, it's a balsa crankbait. It's a black label balsa crankbait that was about the same color as my chatterbait. And I caught my next big fish on it. So, I mean, I was still throwing a moving bait, but then I threw a, a treble hook moving bait. And, you know, I caught another big fish on it. And I finished out a limit with a shaky head, and I ended up catching another 18 something on a shaky head. And uh, I should have. Yeah, I'm second in the points right now, but I'm kicking myself because I've, I've lost a lot of fish. I should, I should probably be leading, leading them. But I, I, all of us has lost fish. Right. And uh, and uh, with only one tournament left, it's pretty much come down to four of us. Has got a you know, is one of the four is probably going to win it. So uh, what what's uh, the plan? I mean, where is your next tournament at, and and what what do you think will take? Uh, to win it versus well, the other four? Um, the key is, you know, when you fish angler a year, you know, when you're doing points deal, um, you always got to get a limit. You know what I'm saying? And then you, right. you I mean, you want to just target big fish, you know, you know, in a perfect world, but legitimately, you got to get a limit. And with it being on Pickwick Lake in the fall, it's going to be, I think it's around October 9th and 10th or something. So that's a pretty tough time to fish, really. I mean, kind of feast or famine. A lot of fish school, you know, schooling fish, and uh, it's it's probably one of the toughest times to fish. To be honest with you, September is probably the worst. In October, they start transitioning to the fall. When, yeah. Whenever they transition, it's going to be tougher too because they move. Just definitely hope that the scared. weather holds out. You don't have that thermocline thrown into the mix and throwing that water all in flux. Um, oh yeah, well a turnover or something, which yeah. will happen down the lake. But um, Pickwick's a very, very big lake, and it's a versatile lake. I mean, you got pretty much the river at Florence, and I think I think that's where the meetings and stuffs out of Florence, Alabama. So the Tennessee end, I mean, it's an hour drive, and that's the lake, lake part. But most of the tournaments are won around the Natchez Bridge. That area, it's it's it has a uh, most of your ledges and big grass flats and 
just a lot of versatility stuff. There's a lot of docks. Most all your big tournaments are won in that area. Well, all I can tell you, buddy. Yeah. Buddy, I, all I can say is, is that you, you have our support, and we're pulling for you here from the Mountain State. All, all the three clubs definitely are, are uh, going to be out there uh, throwing you all the, the goodwill and luck that we can give you, and uh, we wish you the best. And I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your secrets of success. Um, I, I thought when I started this show that we were on the Paddle and Fan page, but I'm looking, and it looks like I'm live on the Rusty Hook. So, uh, Brian, I don't know what oh, happened. Okay. I, I apologize, Brian Chiller, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely get that fixed. But, hey, I appreciate you, brother, and um, I'm going to let you go. We're going to go a quick break, and then we're going to get Chris Payne on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, John. Hey, man, I, pre- have a good evening. I, I appreciate you. I know you rushed, were rushing from work to get to, I know you work 12-hour days all the time, and uh, I appreciate you taking a, a few moments before you went home to, to talk to us. So. Yeah, you got to pay for his gas money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that was Mark Edwards. Uh, he jumped on runs from the vehicle, and uh, we appreciate him taking a few moments to talk with us. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This segment is sponsored by Yak Gadget. Cooking Brothers Custom Factory. Paint Outdoors. Feel Free Kites. All right, hey guys, we're back. I appreciate everybody has been on. We've been live now for 21 minutes, and I see that my boys, uh, Tim Isaacs jumped on, said hi. Nicholas Beltron from Florida, Mike and Rodden there. Uh, we got Stevie Napolitano over in Mass. Frizzy from Florida, Stormy is watching. Um, Heath, my old buddy Heath, and Jason Stauffer. Hey guys, thanks for taking a few moments of your time to jump on the show and, and see what we're doing today so hey uh while i'm talking to you guys i'm gonna dial up my boy chris and get him on the show uh chris has got some uh stuff that he wants to talk about from a recent article that he just published Um, i think it's gonna be pretty good thing so let's see if we can get him on here uh live raw and unfiltered so hey bring on chris Payne from Payne outdoors hey john Hey, Chris. Good to see you, Big Daddy. I see you're back in the mad kitchen. Um, yeah. You, what are you into and what's going on? Well, I am uh, uh, I'm making a special craw for uh, the Etowah River uh, that came, came to me custom. And they had an idea of what they wanted. So... I am uh, I'm cooking up something different, something that's not really on the market. Uh, so it'll be a one-of-a-kind, unique uh, crawl pattern. Outstanding, man. So what does that mold look like? You have it where you can show it, or has it already got uh, plastics in it burning? Um, it, it already has plastics in it burning. Um, uh, I don't even think I have one to look at. Um, no, 
I don't. Give me about three minutes, and I, once this cools, I can show it to you. Sounds good. Well, while we're waiting for that to, to cool there in the kitchen, um, I noticed that you recently uh, have been sharing and you published an article on uh, pedal drives. Uh, what was your inspiration yeah. behind that? And give us some little feedback on that. Um, well, it, it's kind of twofold. So there's uh, a lot of people kind of looking to get into pedals. I think as more and more people dip their toe in competitive uh, kayak fishing, they realize that uh, pedals can help you cover a lot more water with less fatigue and there's more fishing time. And so there's an advantage to that. And not everybody allows motors yet. And, and some people just don't want to deal with motor, quite right. frankly. Like, I don't want to, I, I, I'm, I'm not planning at this moment to add one uh, to my NAR. Uh, DMV is a, a DMV process can be a pain in the rear end trying to get everything, yeah. especially here in West that Virginia. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with uh, so that was that was part of it. Lots of lots of folks asking, you know, which one's the best one, and I really wanted to try to do something that was a little less, you know, fanboy, and a little more informative, kind of an all inclusive. Well, as much as I could include, like. It is impossible to cover all of the different knockoff brand drives and stuff like that, but I think we got most of the most of the main, you know, kayak brand drives uh, in the article uh, talking about the different styles of drives. So, you know, the down tube and the fins and prop drives and uh, ones that have a kick up function and ones that don't and uh, you know, I didn't go into motors or paddles because I think for the most part, save for maybe the feel-free overdrive, um, motors can be added to really any kayak. Um, so the kayak body doesn't matter as much uh, if you're going to get a motor. Um, to, because the motor, you can put a motor guide XI3 on anything, really. Um, and paddles, I mean, I've used my bending branches uh angler pro since 2015 yeah. with probably i don't know 40 different uh kayaks so what i wanted to do is cover pedals i also wanted to kind of cut through some of the a little bit of uh i don't know tribalism i guess is the right word for it um because there there are some people who believe that there is one best drive for everybody Hey, hey, Chris. And, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I got to tell you this, but you know, our guest that was just on the show had a comment on that uh, aspect of your thought. Okay. Motors rule, paddlers drool. <laughs> Mark Edwards, you're a hot in the hot seat, buddy. <laughs> well, enjoy that. Uh, I, I, you know, I. I've had motors on kayaks before, and I just I, I don't like dealing with it. And I'm not fishing these national events where you've got to do a week of pre-fishing and yeah. cover all this other stuff. Like I'm not doing that. Um, that's fine for the guys that are. Man, God bless you. Good luck. Um, but for me, that's not the thing. And I think realistically, um, guys who are going to put a motor on their kayak don't care as much about what the pedal system is. Um, and so I wanted to make an all-inclusive article 
often, I mean, as much as you really can, um, under 2,000 words, that kind of talked about the pros and cons of all of them, like absolutely all of them. And I've been in, I think every everyone that I covered, I've been in. Um, so, you know, I, I tested out uh, a, a lot of the, I, in 2016, uh, the Old Town PDL drive, I was one of the first ones to test that at ICAST uh, at an on the water event. We didn't even know it was going to be there. Um, you know, and, you know, I've gotten to play in the feel freeze and with the, you know, overdrive and all of that. I've had Hobies, uh, the big Hobies and everything. The, um, I did separate out in the article the 360 drive from the ND, uh, ND 180, the Mirage Drive 180 drives, um, and then separated out the fin drives that are off of the old Hobie design where the patent expired. Uh, so kind of your Vibe Shearwater uh, Pelican Catch 120s uh, and stuff like that to talk about pros and cons. And just give guys an idea of what the price range of those kayaks with those drives, uh, like like what they are. Like if you want to, if you want to get into a Jackson kayak with the new Mark IV belt drive, which is a completely new drive this year, um, then you know you're you're going to pay three thousand dollars and up. Uh, if you want to get into a Hobie three sixty, you're going to pay over five grand. Right. Um, if, if you want to get into, you know, and, and I tried to break it down because there are, there are some, uh, there are some kayaks that you can get with pedal drives that, you know, are 1400 bucks or nine ninety nine like that. Um, so I, I, I just walked through that. Um, I hope that people will go read it. It's on my site. It's also on Jackson's site. Um, and, you know, just kind of walk through that and point people to it as a resource. Um, I say in the end what I ended up choosing and kind of why. But I think a lot of things that people don't take into account are their physical health when they think about a pedal drive. They're like, well, pedaling will be easier than paddling. I have bad shoulders. Okay, that's good, but how are your knees, how are your ankles, how are your hips? Because the motion of the pedal drive uh, is different in some of the boats. If you're using a fin drive, it is significantly different than a prop drive because yeah. one is a bicycle motion and one is what I ended up calling in the article kind of a recumbent stair climber uh, motion. And so... I, I think that's that's an important aspect for people to take into account. Um, availability of parts is is important. You know how how easy is it to, you know, deal with customer service things like that. I didn't dive into that too much. It's more mechanics. Oh yeah, because your article would have been a book if you had to go into all those different segments. Yeah, and that's the problem is it, is it changes right? It changes probably every ninety days. There's another another something introduced to the market and so it would be a, a book with 94 revisions you know, pretty quickly it's definitely so, not it's definitely not the same market that we watched back in 2014 and 15 when there were only God, maybe, maybe yeah. one or two drives out there um, 
Mm -hmm. So now just about everybody's got something out there. So yeah, and you know, I I did some consulting and I actually recommended to a couple of companies that they not go the route of pedals. And they're like, but everybody's going to pedals. And I said, yes, but if you think about where the market's going, pedals are going to become more of a wreck thing and motors are going to become more of the tournament thing. So if you're looking at yeah. building a tournament boat, you need to think about motors, not pedals. That's and one of the things that uh, when, when I was at ICAST, we had our product designer from Taiwan, Peter, was in. And all of our all of our feel-free boats do not have the four-plate, the four-hole access on the boats where you can just mount a motor. You have to have, you have to buy an accessory plate to put it on. So I, that's one yep. of the things. That's one of the things I'm 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 pretty confident that he's going back, uh, and going to reconfigure the rear end of some of these boats. So in the next two or three years, we'll see our kayaks coming out more motor ready. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, we got, we went into a weird trend. We went from pedals to power poles and then to motors. Yes. Like every, everybody was building that four, that four square configuration on the back of their boats for the power poles. And man, I, I don't even know that many people that are fishing with power poles still. It's yeah. It uh, seems like it died real quick. Well, um, when Spotlock came out, it was yep, dead. Yep. <laughs> like it, it was just it was gone um here's here's that bait that i'm making oh nice very nice so so, so that's our rock crawl pattern uh those are available on the website um but i am uh i'm using this orange as the pincher color and what i'm about to do is i'm about to cut these down and then reshoot it with what i'm going to use for the body color i got you so, well, what else is good with you? Ah, no, doing well. Um, um, had a good t good time at ICAST. Uh, I don't know if you got to yeah. see. We we uh, drove forty nine hours in nine days. I I know Brian Schiller. You can probably add about eight hours to his total. But uh, we uh, fished out. We fished Gunnersville, Fellsmere. We went to Crystal City and fished. Uh, the coast and then of course we worked the show um so it was a good time it was hard work but it was a good time a little bit of fun that yeah that's that's what i tell people all the time i'm like you know that show is is good because you get to see a bunch of people that you don't normally get to see all year exactly and meet some new people and and that the fellowship part of that is fun but don't don't ever sign yourself up with a vendor to go to ICAST if you're not ready to stand on your feet 12 hours a day on hard concrete and have to talk to about 4 billion people um, because they and you better know your stuff if you go as well um, if you go as media it's it's a different experience uh, because you get to ask all the questions but if you are working most people will get in working for one of their you know pro staff or pro team or yeah. field team or something like that. Exhibit. Most people get in that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, you better know your product because everybody under the sun is going to ask you every question you ever thought plus saw. 
So, um, but it's it's a good time. I just and I don't, I don't think my old knees can take it. Uh, you know, the last time last time I was there was 2019, and I had to negotiate uh, the times that I was going to be at the show because like that eight o'clock to you know six business and then go into the after yeah after hours mixers and awards and all of that stuff i just man i, I can't take it it's too now, it's too long that's too much, what too much concrete that's what i've 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 sort of uh nixed all the after hour stuff and i just yeah. go, go out to dinner with a, a few select people and then we go back to the house and relax for an hour or two talk with the the group and then we crash and get ready for the next day they i've seen some people seen a few people come in looking a little rough the next day <laughs> yeah and it's and it's almost always that um it's almost always that thursday morning yeah uh, because you know tuesday is on the water day and it's kind of short and there's no real booth activity going on and so they're kind of fine wednesday morning like they haven't put in 12 hours but some of those guys They'll put in 12 hours and then go hard until 1 or 2 in the morning and then try to go crash and then get back up in three, eight, four, three or 4 hours and, and work a 12-hour day on concrete on, on concrete, Thursday. No. Oh, boy. And that 100-degree weather doesn't help much, too, when the, when the dehydration mm-hmm. kicks in. Man, yeah, and that was the thing that I always loved about Outdoor Retailer in Salt Lake is it was always gorgeous like the weather was great and it was a little bit different show you know not quite as kayak heavy but um it was nice and then they modified all that but so what else what else what else you got on the on on your front burner brother you i know you're uh, the the last few times we we've been out of uh contact here for the last few weeks um uh your plastics, I guess you got a new plastics uh, supplier now that you're back up in the full speed. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, I'm back up and going, and uh, we're, I've got, let's see, one, two, yeah, I'm, I'm probably good for the next 300 bags of plastics or so. Outstanding. Outstanding. So. Any new molds um, other than the, the one you just showed us? Um, yeah, so, um. I've got the pictures up on the website, but the double top worm um, is new. It is a um, it's an elongated body worm that has uh, kind of a it's it's like a dual ribbon. No, uh, it's here. I'll just show you. I'll pop this mold open and show you what it looks like. Oh. oh yeah, uh, right back, angled, right there. So okay, right there. yeah. So it's not a dual ribbon. It's just a uh, yeah. like a okay. It's got two kickers coming. Two off kicker, of it. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I was thinking. Okay, nice. Um, what are those? But, uh, yeah, seven inches. Yeah, it's a seven-inch worm. You can cut it down. The body is pretty much the same width all the way down. So you could cut it down to five. If you wanted a five-inch worm. Gotcha. Um, but it's a uh, uh, puts off a lot of vibrations. Good kick. Uh, if you like to use a shaky head, that's a pretty that's a pretty stout little dude right there because it'll um, 
it'll stand up and it'll dance and it'll tail flip and then dragging it through the water it does this kind of mermaid kick thing uh, it's a it's really good action on that um, I'm trying to think you know I've been making a lot of 10 inch worms uh, a lot of lizards and a lot of murder hornets lately uh, that seems to be the the hot ticket so yeah I don't know if guys are catching them or stocking up but well, hey guys, appreciate you guys watching the Chris and I chat about uh, all things kayak fishing. We got Joe Farsons, Mark Edwards is on there giving us a hard time, and then we got uh, Steve still with us. Jason's with us. Heath is with us. So appreciate you guys chilling, watching with us. Uh, keep the comments rolling. Let us know uh, if there's anything that you want to see Chris make in the future. Um, it's uh, can't believe it's August and uh, already and. Uh, so it's that time of year to start throwing that top water. The water's hot. You got to get out early. And uh, yep. Um, so if you've got a lot of vegetation, uh, one of the things that you know that you might think about is fish that fluke weightless, um, or load up on our bomb shads if you've got uh, some bigger bodied stuff that you want to throw. So our bomb shad is about the size of a uh, a Zara spook. Uh, the body in the in the girth of it and everything. No, and Mark. You can no. chunk that. Mark Edwards. He 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 is he is tearing us up today. He's telling us to throw a banjo minnow. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I love you, Mark. John, you're, you're going to have to talk to your booker about getting some different guests. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to. We're going to have to uh, after Mark comes on the show and gives his his expert take on things we're going to have to mute him after that because he wants to he wants to give us a hard time doesn't he now uh i one of the things i actually tried what you were just talking about um when i was at gunnersville i've never fished ever fished that kind of grass um and i had one frog and i lost it so i had to dig through my bag and i found some z-man uh like the, the their version of the frog, and I didn't want to throw it uh, with any weight, so I Texas rigged it, and it actually worked for me. I caught three fish around docks. I throw it, skip it up underneath the docks, and uh, drag it through, and I caught three largemouth. Um, I see we got a Canadian okay. Canadian visitor, Antoine Ganon, uh, is watching from uh, Canada. Uh, congratulations great on the country of Canada. Yeah, congratulations on your victories, Antoine. Uh, it's great to meet you at ICAST and look forward to uh, talking and seeing with you more in the future, brother. So what are you mixing, man? You throwing some uh, flake in there or, or you got some... Uh, yeah, so that's some copper flake. I'm adding a little bit of black. And uh, we're basically the color that I'm working with is going to mimic kind of a scuppernong color. Okay. Uh, for the craw body, um, apparently in the Etowah they don't turn some of the colors that we see in other places, and so this will this will be a much closer match to what those body styles are. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I'll show you, show you what we're doing here. Oh yeah, it's like a motor oil from from the view that I'm looking at there. Looks, yeah, looks... it's got a it's got a touch more green in it than, okay. than the normal motor oil would, um, and then with that copper flake and that black flake in there, it'll pop. And then in the orange that we did, that we cut down the pinchers, 
um, we also have the copper and the black. So one of the things that we try to do when we're making these baits um, natural is you'll notice that speckles, the uh, speckles in a fish, uh, they'll have those colors all the way throughout, not just in part of it. And so to make it more natural, we try to carry over as much as we can. Uh, if we're if we're mixing dual colors and doing laminates and stuff like that, anytime that it's possible, um, especially when you're dealing with crustaceans or uh, like bluegill, uh, brim, pumpkin seeds, stuff like that, those colors radiate throughout their body, not just in part of it. Right. Here, here we go. We're gonna shoot this. I'm gonna hold that and hopefully these bonded, and then in about three minutes. We'll be able to pop it open and see what it looks like. Outstanding. Um, but, you know, there has been a, a lot of a lot of talk about pedal drives. Um, you know, I know we kind of went down that route uh, a little bit here. I think the biggest thing that you can do when you're trying to get into the, your first pedal drive is find a demo day and I know people kind of roll their eyes and like oh yeah but if you can find a spread where you can try 10 different kayaks or you can talk to a dealer and say hey I want to try the different styles right I want to try an overdrive I want to try um, you know a mirage drive and I want to try the new Jackson drive if, if you can find a dealer that can set that up for you or maybe you have to hit two dealers to make that happen on the water time like butt in the seat time like there's nothing like it because you can guess but until you do the motion and see the effort and the torque that it takes to spin the pedals or push the push the pedals or whatever you're doing it's 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 really hard to do that and so i i make this plea every year and it's you know, for people to be a little less fanboy and ask more questions before they make a recommendation. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, people will go on to, you know, a Facebook group or, you know, something like that and be like, hey, uh, thinking about pedal drives, what should I get? Well, every pro staff is out there. Get, yeah. Yeah. You should get an XYZ, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever they're supporting. I always and, and my, that's not actually helpful. No, my my comment is always okay. There's factors that you have to take into play: um, your age, your health, your your abilities, because um, different boats have different stability points. Uh, you know, and if if you're a a 400 pound guy who has very no core strength, and you want to try to to get your legs up to paddle it or uh, to push them pedals, I mean, it can be difficult. And uh, seat height can be a difference, angles of the seat. Uh, it's yeah. just, uh, and, and, and that's why it's so key on what you said there is that, you know, if you can catch a, a, a boat, a, a dealership, like a group that we have that's getting ready to come on board with us, and I, I don't know if I told you or not, but Fletch Griffin's going to come on with us. He's going to be a... Uh, a, a, okay. a, a partner to the show, uh, Westbrook Supply, and he has more than one dealer. Uh, he deals with New Canoe. He deals with Feel Free, yep. and he can he can and like you said, he has a demo day. He can take you out there and you can test out numerous types of, 
uh, boats to see which one best meets your requirements. Yeah, so. it's it's definitely the way to go, especially if you're going to drop, you know, four grand on a kayak. Yeah, um, it, that that's smart shopping right there because uh, for anybody who doesn't know, there's typically no returns on kayaks. <laughs> like that's no, just it, not a thing. As soon as you, you buy walk it, out the showroom, it's, you're only sure. going to get seventy percent of it within the first six months. Yeah. After a year, you're only going to probably get. 55 to 60 percent of what the value of of it is daniel dockery from florida it's good to see you buddy god bless you keep hammering unless i'm fishing against you and then please don't <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna crack this open it's not quite all the way cool but i'm i'm like a kid at christmas i want to open my present and see See how it did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it looks great, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That looks awesome. So, for those of you who don't know, I make plastic baits. I sell them <laughs> at paintoutdoors.com. Um, and just click on the store button or go to paintoutdoors.com slash store. You can see all of our body styles. And if you want a custom color, like you want me to try to match your grandpa's favorite color or something like that, just hit me up in my messages. Like hit me up on Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and you just whatever. See, you just um, seen how he does it. I mean, he's he sits there. He'll he'll cut and paste, and he'll throw plastics into a mold. Uh, he'll trim a little piece off, put some more on. That looks outstanding, bro. You know, and and, it, and it's summertime, and guys are moving to the swifter water, the the, the rivers, and that will be uh, uh, the ticket. You know. Yeah, that's uh, that's money. I like this one. This uh, this may be a I don't know. I'll have to talk to the dude that asked me to make it. He, I may you, want to offer this as a standard color in rock crawl. Oh, definitely. Did you did you write down everything? You got all your uh, yeah mixes in. Oh, outstanding. Yeah, I've got all my recipes there on my phone and then back up to the cloud. And I've got uh, notebooks that also have all the recipes in them. Um, you know all the all the yeah. different stuff. So I've I've got the uh, analog and digital copies. Outstanding. Of all well, hey, we've been on about fifty minutes, bro. I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, start wrapping up. Uh, what what can we what can we look forward to here in the near future with Paint Outdoors? Um, I think we're probably going to do some more articles for people who are curious about the NAR. I'm going to really start to dissect it. I'm not going to do so much. Uh, a broad overview of the features and stuff, uh, but more things to look for. Uh, so as I was assembling some different parts and stuff, um, there are some tips and tricks that can save a little bit of time. Uh, so those will be coming out soon. Uh, we're also going to talk about TikTok. Um, are they going to be TikTok videos or are they going to be just articles? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. Uh, just depending on how long it takes to talk about the comments or talk about the content. Um, I'll probably do some videos on some of the like um, utility box adjustments and things like that because it's much easier to see it than to try to explain it with words. Well, when you get those um, done, man, let's premiere those videos right here. Okay. Yeah, we can we can definitely do that. Um, oh, and one other thing, uh, a lot of people have seen it, but if you haven't seen it, 
Um, you can go to Paint Outdoors on TikTok, and uh, I think it's also on Facebook and Instagram. But uh, we show guys how how I load my 150-pound kayak on top of my Subaru Forester. Nice. So I'm car topping a 150-pound kayak. So if you are like, man, I can't have a trailer. I live, you know, in a place where I've got, you know, limited restrictions, you right. know, an HOA or something like that, where I can't just have a trailer out. Or uh, if you just don't want to deal with a trailer, right, having to pull something and having – you know, because trailers, you know, bearings go out and you get flats and it's just one more thing to think about um, and they get stolen. Uh, and so if you're wanting to car top a bigger, uh, a bigger kayak uh, with the method that I show in those videos using the uh, Rhino Rack T-loader uh, and a two inch hitch with some crossbars, like you could put a, a PA 360, you can put the NAR, you can put you know a feel free dorado you can put any of those kayaks with even my bad rotator cuffs i can get them loaded up on top and unloaded without issue outstanding so make sure you check out that video looking forward to it brother appreciate you jumping on i know you've been busy and uh we'll yeah. touch we'll touch base in the next week and get ready for next tuesday okay Sounds all right good. brother all right thank you chris all right all right, that's my, that's my boy Chris Payne, live, raw, and unfiltered from his uh, mad kitchen in Texas. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us again tonight. Uh, I apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, I, apparently, I still have some bugs to work out with the software here. Um, I had, when we kicked off the show, I had targeted the Paddle and Fin podcast Facebook page where... Brian gave me admin rights, and I have to be an admin to do that. And when I hit start stream, it uh, gave me an error. So I went ahead and said, clicked on another button, said go live anyway, and eliminated the Twitch and the uh, YouTube uploads, which apparently it defaulted to the Rusty Hook Kite Fishing page. And uh, I appreciate the guys that did jump on over here and watch. And uh, Brian, um, if you get a moment or two, maybe we can download this and upload it over to that page. But anyway, God bless you guys. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Um, make sure you go check out the audio version of this on Anchor FM. Uh, when you're driving down the road, you can watch it or listen to it. And be blessed, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.